O thou that with surpassing glory crowned, Look'st from thy sole dominion like the god of this new world, At whose sight all the stars hide their diminished heads. To thee I call, but with no friendly voice, And add thy name, O sun, to tell thee How I hate thy beams that bring to my remembrance From what state I fell, how glorious once above thy sphere, Till pride and worse ambition threw me down, Warring in heaven against heaven's matchless king. Ah, wherefore he deserved no such return from me, Whom he created what I was, in that bright eminence, And with his good upbraided none. Nor was his service hard. What could be less than to afford him praise, The easiest recompense, and pay him thanks? How do! Yet all his good proved ill in me, and wrought but malice. Lifted up so high, I stained subjection, and thought one step higher would set me highest, and in a moment quit the depth immense of endless gratitude, so burdensome, still paying, still to owe, forgetful from what from what from him I still received, and understood not that a grateful mind by owing owes not, but still pays, at once indebted and discharged. What burden, then? Oh, had his powerful destiny ordained me some inferior angel, I had stood then happy. No unbounded hope had raised ambition. Yet why not? Some other power as great might have aspired, and me, though mean, drawn to his part. But other powers as great fell not, but stand unshaken from within or from without to all temptations armed. Hadst thou the same free will and power to stand? Thou hadst. Whom hast thou then, or what to accuse, but heaven's free love dealt equally to all. Be then his loves accursed, since love or hate to me alike it deals eternal woe. Nay, cursed be thou, since against his thy will chose freely what it now so justly rules. Book four contains the most uh, explicit unpacking of Satan's character, and it's a good setup for book nine as well, uh, an understanding of, of Satan's um, uh, manipulation of Eve in the Garden of Eden. And um, so to explicate somewhat this speech, first of all, right off the top, I just got done reading it and recording it. And wow, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a powerful speech. And Milton uh, channels Shakespeare here. This is... Um, Many critics believe, or scholars believe, that this was the first part of Paradise Lost written. And there's some evidence that he read Satan's soliloquy in his classroom and to those he tutored. And um, so you can you can see the the kernel of the whole of Paradise Lost here. Milton set out to write at one point a tragedy, um, but of course the tragedy is not of Satan, but of Adam and Eve, and yet. Satan has all this incredible power. This part of the power comes from the intern, internal uh, expression of Satan's inner despair, 
right? Uh, Milton writes before the soliloquy that Satan, um, Satan's conscience wakes despair that slumbered, wakes the bitter memory of what he was, what is, and what must be worse. And it reminds me of Macbeth. It reminds me of Macbeth in Shakespeare's play where he is turning over the 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 murder the potential murder the premeditated murder of the king and how as Macbeth is considering it how he feels his own goodness and his own conscience sort of fading from him um this 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 fading is also extended to Lady Macbeth too um and so it's the Shakespearean echoes in Satan are, are really quite important. And as you read uh, through the passage, through the soliloquy, uh, the reason you can feel that it is dramatic, it's not just the, um, it's not just simply the word choice and the way I read it. And, but it, 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 when you start reading, you realize this is a, this is a, this is a figure who is really turning over in, in his mind, the, the, considering what has happened to him. And um, I often told my students that Shakespeare is one of the places in all of literature where you can see someone, you can really see someone thinking. And here, too, Milton captures this thoughtful um, turning over in his mind moment that, that Satan has. And so it really deeply humanizes a, a, a non-human, uh, demonic, and damned uh, figure. And it puts the reader in a kind of problematic position to sympathize can't help but sympathize uh, uh, someone considering themselves uh, damned and this is like Hector right this is like Hector at outside the gates of Troy and he recognizes in that moment that his brother is not really his brother but it was the appearance of a, of a goddess fooling him and uh, and Hector still decides that he's going to fight Achilles and sort of that moment where it's like okay well I'm obviously fated to, to die here outside the, the walls of Troy but I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna have courage and speak to myself and uh, sort of this is like Satan speaking to himself so Satan here is uh, he's addressing the Sun and he tells the Sun how he hates thy beams that bring to my remembrance from what state I fell how glorious once above thy sphere so he's recollecting in his mind who he was and the fall is his own fall and he's struggling with the fall he'll later say in the second uh, part of this soliloquy he'll all he'll say um you know how can i get back maybe i'll go back and ask for forgiveness again pulling on our heartstrings of of readers but um yeah obviously he decides that's not the way to go he can't um, but it's interesting that he exposes this kind of vulnerability of himself and says that, you know, um, I made a mistake, right? I made a mistake because of envy and of pride and of ambition. He actually says ambition till pride and worse ambition threw me down. And he makes this really interesting point here, which is going to apply to with Eve later in book nine, which is, you know, a grateful heart needs not concentrate or needs not consider the cost or the debt, right? When you're grateful, you don't consider debt. You just, it comes out of the goodness and the natural expression 
of your gratefulness in your heart. And so when Satan's returning back to the scene of his, of his, of his fall by saying, you know, I felt compelled, I felt a debt, and by feeling a debt, I felt I was less than I could, uh, I could have been, who I could have been. Um, and, he's, and he actually argues against his, himself here. He says, you know, nor was his servant service hard. That is God's. What could be less than to afford him praise? The easiest recompense and pay him thanks. How do? And so he's lamenting um, that he did not give uh, due, due uh, um, uh, praise of God. And if you've read book three of, of Christ. Um, and then he considers, well, it's another piece of his psychology, Satan's psychology. Well, maybe I, if, if God had just simply made me, you know, less than the greatest of archangels, maybe if he'd maybe like a, a lesser angel, I would have not fallen. And he considers this, and, and then he, again, he argues with himself uh, by saying, uh, no, uh, that, that, that wouldn't have worked either. And then he finally says, you know, um, well, he, well, let me go, let me just go back to that point for a minute. He says that others had fallen too. Like there were other angels who, who fell from heaven who weren't as great as Satan himself. So he, he's like in the process of arguing with himself here. Uh, maybe if I was made more simple, no, actually, simple demons fell too so that wouldn't have worked but other powers as great fell not but stand unshaken and and so simpler powers also stood so satan's is seeing here the position that he finds himself in which is he's attempting to lie to himself but he is his conscience is being sort of aggravated by despair here the despair of damnation and he sees that his position uh, he, he could have stood if he had chosen to. And then finally, at the end of this, he says, um, he says, uh, no, nay, cursed be thou, since against his will thy will chose freely what it is now so justly ruled. So I'm already in this bind. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ride this out. What Milton shows us is that Satan speaks still here in book four as a native of heaven and that the traces of goodness are still within him. And, you know, theologically, that this is, I'm, I'm not sure what to say about that, um, but, I, but I will say it does give kind of a dynamic character to Satan. This is not the only speech in Book 4. There are several which I encourage you to read, even as closely as I read this one, but that as he sees Adam and Eve, his, his envy and his hatred get deeper. And at the beginning of book nine, we see, um, we see Satan willing himself into the serpent. And so all along book four, book five, and into book nine, Satan continues to fall. He can he continues to fall into a deeper deep. He, he considers the despair. He wonders if he can turn back. He decides he cannot. And as he and as he pursues this vengeance against Adam and Eve, against God's creation, he, uh, he wills himself lower and lower until finally he is trapped within, uh, within the serpent. 